0: Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Difficult, Parents, My Take. And difficult is in quotation marks because it's definitely a matter of perspective on whether or not someone is, quote, difficult. This episode is coming from a question I've been seeing pop up a lot recently, which is parents of kids on an IEP are asking, should I write a letter to my my child's new teacher at the start of the year to let them know about my kid and introduce us and all of that. And I always say yes. So let's dive into why. First of all, I want you to understand teachers. Teachers are overwhelmed. They're overworked. They have too many students. Teachers want to help kids. They want to help kids learn. That's why they're there. That's what they're doing. That's, you know, there are other jobs they could have, did, career paths they could have taken. And general education teachers often have a different set of priorities than what you and I might have. So they're very focused on making sure the whole class is set up and looks beautiful and all the materials are laid out and they have their curriculum planned. and everything is just so, but because they're so busy doing all of that, they might not have taken the time to read the IEP paperwork that was given to them at the start of the year before school started. And again, this is not all teachers. A lot of teachers will read it. Um, But sometimes they're reading it before they have the face and, you know, they might forget things. So some won't read it all. Some will forget it. And they are responsible for knowing. It is their responsibility to know what is on that IEP, what they need to be doing and fulfilling their duties. It is their responsibility. It is not your responsibility to write a letter. But if they fail in their responsibility, yes, there are actions you can take against them. But before that become, before that happens, your child suffers. And they aren't doing it out of malice. They're doing it out of a plethora of other things on their plate. Let's put it that way. So we want to prioritize. You want your child to be the priority. Now, like I mentioned, the teachers might have their own other priorities already. Bring in your priorities, help your priority align with their priority or their priority to align with your priority. Bring them together. So the teacher might love how involved you are by writing this introductory letter and giving them ideas. And the teacher might hate it. The teacher might not feel either way. They might just be like, ugh, you know, overbearing parent, or they're they're a lot of work, high maintenance, you know, things like that might get, you might get a label like that. And here, and so my take is, I would rather the teacher feel that way, than feel like they can get away with not paying enough attention to your child. Because if they're a little bit afraid of you, they're probably going to do right by your kid. Now, again, this is this is coming from a place of all kids, teachers do want to do their best, but they want to do their best for every single child. And it becomes, you know, hard for them to figure out how to prioritize their time. And sometimes if you're a little difficult, your child gets the priority that they really need to be successful. Now, of course, let's also caveat that that are you actually being reasonable in your requests? Now I think sending a letter letting the, parent, the, the teacher know about who your child is and what they need and then offering whatever support you can is not too much. If you start nitpicking every little thing, it can start to become too much, but in general, it's probably not too much. So the idea, the ideal to me, kind of the way you want to come across is you want to be involved, helpful, You also want to assume the best in the teacher you're coming from a place of i'm on your team i'm on your side you're curious about what the teacher already knows about let's say your child has dyslexia what does the teacher already know about dyslexia how are they planning to approach it what are they you know would they like to learn more okay what what format works best for them do they want some recommendations for podcast episodes do they want some recommendations for a book to read? Do they just want an article, you know, a YouTube video? What format works best for them to learn that information that you really want them to have to be able to work well with your child? Um, cause not all teachers, many teachers, too many, <laughs> way too many teachers do not have proper education around various learning disabilities. And with how prevalent dyslexia is, that's one that we would want to see a lot more of that. And it is, It is happening, but it's a process. So help them, but assume the best. Assume that they do want that information and coming at them with that perspective can often really lead to a positive team effort instead of feeling attacked. Years ago, I worked with a parent who I knew cared so much for her kid and she really wanted to come across, Well, I don't know how she wanted to come across, but she cared a lot about her kid and she, she wanted to do what was right for her kid. She was willing to put in whatever work needed to be done, but she was going to make sure everyone else did what they needed to do as well. Her emails always came across as attacking and people felt became very defensive. Now, when you talk to her on the phone or in person, she was like, Oh no, 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 no. You know, she was very friendly, very kind, very understanding. So read through your emails, make sure it does come across as this is important to me, but I'm on your side. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not upset with anyone. I just want to make sure my child gets exactly what they need. So if you're at an IEP, there's a lot to this. So first of all, before you go to the IEP, ideally, ask for the materials, ask for the report, whatever reports there are, ask for a draft of the IEP so that you have it ahead of time and you can come with questions, genuine questions that you have. And also hard questions like why aren't you recommending, you know, an increase in services when they haven't met any of their goals or why aren't you, whatever it is. So you want to have that. A lot of times parents are going to feel intimidated at an IEP meeting bring people who are on your side so that you feel supported. You feel like you've got other people there, right? A lot of times it's just one parent and all of the school professionals. And even though the school is there to help your child and they don't want to come across as being on a different team than you, it can sometimes feel that way. Especially if you don't like something that they're doing, it helps to have someone there that you feel supported by. Even if they don't say anything, you just know that you have another body in the room who's got your back. So it helps, um, for a lot of people it helps. And push back. If something feels wrong, inaccurate, inappropriate, whatever it is, push back question. And you don't have to, at the end of the IEP meeting, you don't have to agree. You don't have to ask, you don't have to sign anything. You can ask for more meetings. Yes, these are professionals, they're experts. They know what they're talking about to a degree. You are an expert in your child. You know what you are talking about. You are an expert. You wanna put all of that expertise together and that's the point of the IEP team is to put it all together to come up with the best possible plan for your child. It's not, it's not the school team versus the parents. It's everyone coming together as a team. And those professionals are overworked. They are underpaid. They don't really have time for more meetings, but it's not really your problem. You can ask for more meetings. If it's in the best interest of your child, that's the only one you have to care about. If they're overworked, That's a problem that they need to be fighting for and please join them in fighting for it. Please support teachers and schools. I've heard parents say that schools don't want to pay for kids to have the services they need. And it makes it sound like the schools are greedy. Like schools are not making money off of anyone. (laughs) They're not a profitable, They can't be that like by definition, there are no profits to be had. It is all just this money comes in and needs to be distributed. And what is the best way to distribute it? So when one parent comes in and wants their child to get a $150,000 program, it's a lot for a school to be, or a district to, to take that because they can't then provide what they need to provide for all of the other kids. That's a lot to be asking of a school district. They don't have unlimited funds. In fact, they have always been underfunded. It's supposed to be federally funded. Special education is supposed to be federally funded. It's never been fully funded ever. So there's not enough money to provide all of the services that we would love to see our kids have. So whatever you can to support, more funding for the schools, the more support you're really giving your child and all children and our society in general. Please trust that 99% of the people in education want to do well and help kids and do the best that they can to help as many kids as they can more funding does allow for that. It allows for smaller class sizes. It allows for more intensive education for the teachers and this, the the administration, because sometimes the teachers know what's right. And the administration is, you know, 30 years behind from their original training. So always push for schools to be the best they can, which also means besides pushing for more funding and more trainings for teachers, Push for the schools to raise their own standards, to expect more from themselves, to always be learning about the latest research and coming, coming from a place of new, fresh information, questioning what they've always believed and not being afraid, right? so. I know it's a big push, but that's the balance that I want you to see is there, it's not that there's some, there's not any greedy schools out there. They can't, they cannot get rich. Yes, there are some superintendents and board or superintendents and, and other people like that, that have given certain things a bad name because they are way overpaid or overworked and the that money should have been split between multiple people because they weren't able to do an effective job and they were taking a lot of money. So there are stories like that, but it's not every school district. It's not every far from every superintendent or administrator or any of that. They're not getting rich off of it. They don't usually, I mean, the way it works is they can't really get more by denying your child services. They're just trying to keep some money to buy something for, other kids. Right. And it might even be to provide dyslexia tutoring for everyone. $150,000 to, you know, and sometimes the programs that are being pushed on parents are not as high quality as what they can get in a school if the school can provide it with their high quality professionals. So I'm kind of going down a, ta- a rabbit hole, a tangent that way. So I'll uh, I'll stop there. But your takeaway for today, it's better to be viewed as difficult than to have your child's needs neglected. And obviously I would prefer that you are viewed as helpful and on the, on the teacher's side. Um, I think it's, you just don't want to be a pushover in terms of not making sure your kid is getting what they need. You want to be on their team, but if it comes to your child not getting their needs met or you being seen as difficult, Let yourself be seen as difficult for the sake of your kids. That is my take on it. Learn how to effectively support your child's education. If you want some guidance, a single call, or a whole coaching session, tutoring, send me an email, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. We can set something up and figure out what the best plan of action for you and your situation is. I can't wait to talk to you again next week.